Hi, we're These Are Bad Movies. I'm Amanda Ferriante. And I'm Amy Bell. We're glad you joined us again this week. Uh, and, you know, if you're enjoying the podcast, it really helps out. If you like, subscribe, give us a good rating. Comments. Five stars, y'all. And uh, you can visit us on our Facebook, Facebook at These Are Bad Movies, Instagram, These Are Bad Movies, and Twitter at These Bad. These underscore bad. <laughs> these bad. <laughs> because, you know, tweeting isn't supposed to sound eloquent. No. And <laughs> these, in fact, bad. These bad. So, yeah. <laughs> and today, these are going to be real bad. Yeah. Hit us up on all that. And then also, we have a special guest. We do. My friend April is here with us today. And she is a bit of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles nerd. And it turns out so is Amanda. Yes. Yeah. And um, I plead the fifth. But... <laughs> <laughs> totally a nerd but we are going to watch one of the ninja turtles movies april what ninja turtles movie are we gonna watch i really want to watch the one with casey jones in it because i feel like it's the most appropriate one because all of the characters are in it i thought well okay are we watching one of the ridge tritch or are we watching the michael bay disaster we are watching the michael bay vomit ninja turtle movies okay so okay the sequel of the michael bays has Casey Jones. Yes. A version of Casey Jones. Actually, I quite like the version of Casey Jones. He's a cop. He's kind of hot. Watch, <laughs> watch Arrow. He's a cop I in, in the Michael Bay I know. Film. Michael Bay ruins everything that he touches from our childhood of the 80s. I get it. But he's a pretty decent Casey Jones, like he's just minus the cop aspect, okay? <clears throat> Vomit all you want. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying watch that he's Arrow. A decent. I have watched Arrow. What's your point? I'm saying if like you just want to look at the face, but he's actually a decent Casey Jones minus the cop stuff. He's a decent Casey Jones. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie at all, and I feel like I'm kind of trailing behind already. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to hate it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to hate it. Uh, I think it's a bad movie, uh, which is why I haven't watched it, despite being <laughs> a Ninja Turtles fan. So I'm going to actively ruin my childhood tonight, possibly ruin my son's childhood at the ripe old age of 10. But this is what we're doing. I got it ruined twice in 3D in theaters. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. Well, why don't we go ahead and just watch this? Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. We're back. We, we watched it. Mm. Okay, so this was the sequel. It was the sequel. Now, I read some reviews that seemed to all agree that the sequel was better than the first Michael Bay one. Yes. No. Yes. No. That's what the reviewers were saying. The reviewers are wrong. They're not wrong because the reviewers are all Ninja Turtle fans and we all talked about it. I'm also a Ninja Turtle fan. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying that the majority of us all agreed that the the second movie in the quote unquote franchise was the better of the two. No. Character development. No. Characters introduced. Okay, storyline. No. Which uh, which one of you two are going to do the plot? I think April should do the plot. 
I should do the plot. Yeah, I mean, it's only fitting given the name and reporting. Okay, just because I share a name with April O'Neil doesn't mean anything. Also, you like the movie more than I do, so you should have to talk about it. Okay, well, everyone has an opinion of what the plot of the movie is, right? I mean, there is the obvious, like, bad guys come in, Ninja Turtles save the day. But I thought the deeper plot was the underlying racism that, was shadowed and you're laughing at me so well are you talking about racism as like meta or racism as like people don't like Turtles. animal alien slash human hybrids i think it's a combination of the two honestly because that is something that has always been a fear of the ninja turtles since day one of creation in the comic books um and that's what has always been conveyed and that has always been a consistency in the comics, the cartoons, and the movies. Okay, so in this one, um, Shredder is in prison, uh, I guess from the first movie. I haven't watched yes. that one. Yes. And he's being transported because you gotta. He did very bad things in the first movie. Well, but you know. He almost wasn't in the first movie. And by almost, I mean, that's how, it, anyway, sorry. I would have rather talked about the first movie. Well, because that was also a flaming dumpster fire or a truck. In this I mean, instance. I think you can talk about the whole franchise. Okay. So Shredder's being transported with Bebop and Rocksteady. Coincidence. Uh, with Casey Jones, who is a cop for reasons. And he's transporting them. And the Ninja Turtles get word that a science nerd who just wants to make a big discovery is breaking Shredder out. Again, reasons. And they go chasing after them in a flaming garbage truck. Which is a description for this movie. Typical Michael Bay. And Shredder gets zapped into Dimension X portal. I suppose is what that was. Krang is there. Dimension X. Yeah. And he breaks free and the turtles are trying to find him and the Casey Jones is trying to find Bebop and Rocksteady and And Rocksteady and Bebop are trying to find the alien pieces to bring Krang and the Technodrome to Earth. Between these events, they've been animamed. Animaled. Turned into the Bebop and Rocksteady. Gooed. That you mutated. Would know. They've been gooed. They've been mutated. Oozed. Oozed. They it's oozed. And the turtles track them down. They hatch a plot. They go after them. They have to expose themselves to the police. They do. They team up and stop the Technodrome right at the last second. And they're revealed to the world. No. no, they're hidden from the world still. Yes. Yeah, but like the cops know about them. Yeah. That's not the world, though. And then they go back into the sewers and Ninja Turtle it up. We think. That's that's approximately the plot as far as I could tell. Yeah, it took a really long time to tell that story. I think plot wise, it fit better in a 30 minute cartoon format. Mm hmm. Yes. And uh, 
I can't fathom that they did the first movie without Bebop and Rocksteady. Now, we talked at the beginning that April wanted to watch this one because it had Casey Jones in it, which, okay, that gives us another character. There's a character named Casey Jones in this movie. Yes, who roller skates a little. And, and has a cool custom hockey mask. And that he stops wearing because you can't hear him when he's wearing it. And also, he really, 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 really wants to be a detective. Yes. Bootlicker. S- yes. So, I just, like, to make a Ninja Turtles movie without Bebop and Rocksteady, though, it's just like... Well, that's, like, the <sighs> first Ninja Turtles movie. And to be fair, that's a classic. Bebop and Roxy never came into existence in the original trilogy. They were in the cartoons, though, right from the beginning. I, okay. So I also used to really love the Ninja Turtles. Amy is a fan of nothing and nobody. I don't believe in fandom. But part of the reason. Is because things like this movie come along and just fail on so many levels to bring back the joy that I felt with the Ninja Turtles. Like, I feel justified in not having wanted to watch this before. That's fair. That was always justified. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So, I followed the pre-production of the first movie in this franchise years even before there was a pre-production of the first movie in this franchise. So as a little teenager child, I was watching the rights get sold back and forth between companies. And when it ended up with Paramount and Michael Bay, then I was watching like all of the, the fake news literally around this is what the turtles will look like three years before the movie ever started filming, right? Like, I was invested in this franchise. Mm -hmm. And it was always going to be bad. (laughs) It was always going to be bad. And in fact, it was very bad. So in the first movie, there were so many rewrites, Uh right? And, like, the first version of the script was notorious at the time because... the. The turtles were from space. Like, they weren't even turtles plus ooze. They were just straight-up aliens. Okay. We revolted. Yes. As a fandom, we literally signed a petition and revolted, and Michael Bay had to go back to the drawing board and rewrite. Yes. Okay, so April was in on this petition. Were you in on the petition? Uh, I think at the time I would have been afraid to put my email address on anything. Again, I was I was young. Well, I know the girl who basically started it, uh, she was featured in a VH1 like fandom thing about Ninja Turtles and her collection. She's notorious in the Ninja Turtle fandom uh, community, and she was a big part of that petition. And I'm, I'm a fan community of one, usually, so I, I didn't have any connections. I was just on the internet, right? So thankfully, that petition happened and the script got changed. <laughs> But also, like, the first movie, they weren't going, they were going to make Shredder a white guy, is what they were doing. Uh Uh-huh. And then 
people found out they were making Shredder a white guy, and they said, hey, why are you making Shredder a white guy, sus? And so they either, it may have just been, they had to do reshoots, actually, to, like, add in Shredder portrayed by not a white guy. But the main character, the main villain of the first movie is still original white guy, and Shredder's sort of, like, his bodyguard assassin dude it's his sensei i don't remember that much it's his sensei his sensei anyway ridiculous okay i mean from what you're saying i understand why people might say the second one was better but now what they were saying was still not good i mean better maybe in that it had more ninja turtles visuals and iconography but there were still plenty of easter eggs in the first one like it didn't have casey jones it didn't have bebop and rocksteady but i think the plot was better handled or at least maybe better writing like there's just a lot of stupid low shot humor in this one and i'm not saying the first one was brilliant but it wasn't so rampant with no one in the first cupped their butt and flew and like threw a fart into someone else's face. Or checked out their junk and high fived each other. Yeah. Yeah. It it was I mean Also they have rocket skateboards in this. I'm talking about the sequel again. The writers just started completely from the wrong place they started by making a michael bay movie which meant cool cars gratuitous shots of chicks and explosions right and then oh by the way there's some ninja turtles there it it was really weird these the the scale and payoff of the story, the the plot, the inciting incidents, everything that happens along the way was so out of proportion to what would be a good story with Ninja Turtles. And they looked like Shrek. Yeah, they looked like that in the first movie. They looked like Shrek. Um, and, and they just... The accessorizing was weird, too, on the Turtles. Like... Raphael had a full head covering. Like a do-rag. Yes. And Donatello was wearing two different sets of spectacles. <laughs> and and he had like a DS. And, uh... Just taped to his arm. <laughs> and, a, and a Super Nintendo controller <laughs> taped to the other arm. <laughs> <laughs> So how did the uh, fandom feel after like their raging success of getting them to not be aliens and having them be weird Shrek creatures? I mean, it was still a disappointment. You know, I've been part of a uh, group of fans for about 20 years now. We've all been talking. We all met like on um, a forum. We've all been on like fanfic.com and everything or fanfic.net. Move over to AO3, please. Okay. I'll get to it. Thank I'm you. Old. I still have AOL, so I mean it's gonna okay. take a hot minute. Okay, okay. 
You do not. I sure you do not. Do. I sure as you, hell do. You Does in the forums? Still? I get emails all the time. And you still can open them and check them? Yeah, because AOL is still a thing. I don't even believe this. <sighs> Holy moly, it is. Told you. Why would I lie about it? <laughs> Why would I lie about that is AOL being not <laughs> holy moly okay all right all right all right so i mean it was it it still disappointing because it's michael bay he ruins everything he touches see i didn't really like i hear all about how terrible michael bay is but i wasn't really putting a style to him because i went and looked and this is Maybe the fourth Michael Bay movie I've ever seen. I've seen Mystery Men. He did Mystery Men? He did Mystery Men. What? Yeah. Armageddon, which I hate. Okay. (laughs) The First Purge, which honestly I think his style fit perfectly to that because the whole thing was supposed to be a little ridiculous. Well, uh, Americana and weapons and explosions. Yeah. The Purge. Yeah. Yeah. And ham-handed political commentary yeah. that doesn't really hit home. But it was funny. The first purge was grotesquely funny. And then I might have seen Transformers 1, maybe, mm. part of it. I, I saw Completely the first, forgettable to me. I saw the first three Transformers. Okay. I've seen just about all of them. And I mean, there are... Wait, have you seen the one with the Knights of the Round Table? And like Anthony Hopkins. I don't know if I've seen that one. That's a movie that exists. Apparently. I haven't seen it, but like I'm aware of it. <laughs> and it's Michael Bay? Yes. It's a Transformers movie with Anthony all right, all right. Hopkins and also their robot warriors now from Arthurian legend. He didn't do Power Rangers, did he? I didn't see that one on the list. I don't think he did Power Rangers. I don't Rangers. think he did. I think that was someone else. But it was still an interesting reboot nonetheless. But it was a whole series, like Michael Bay movies. There's like a couple outliers that were like, "Huh, I'll watch that." Um, I love Mr. Armageddon. Man. In theory, I should have loved Armageddon. Oh, disaster flicks are my favorite genre. I love hokey world-ending scenarios and a plucky bunch of heroes. One of them almost always is getting a divorce from one of them or is already divorced Yo, from one of them and the you end, know just so stupid the end credits of armageddon where they're playing that i don't want to close my eyes song over the funeral funeral and like everyone's crying oh my uh-huh. god that got me as a kid i see i was just so aggravated with that movie the whole way through it Ugh. i think i was able to just get through a lot of bad movies as a kid because one, what else did I have to do? And two, while my body was physically in the space and my eyes were on the screen, who knows where I was? Yeah, yeah. Pre-diagnosis. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. ADHD. Yeah. So, but I don't think Michael Bay is fully to blame for the, like, kind of bastardization of the ninja turtles oh no nickelodeon has a lot to okay. do with that and nickelodeon anyway. was involved in this mess too. yes so when did nickelodeon take over oh 
I know for sure I was reading and following all of this in 2009. I thought Nickelodeon took over earlier than that. Well, it's gone back and forth, right? Like, they don't I always they have the rights. had it back in, like, 04, 05? I would have been, like, I've 10 been... in 04. I wasn't allowed on the computer yet. Right. So I don't know that far back. Because, like, the they had the reboot in, like, 03. I love 2K3 series. And then they had a reboot in, like, a couple a few years after that and they had another reboot and they had that awesome movie that came out in 07 oh the 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 animated one mm-hmm. i do like that one saw that 14 times in theaters whoa i'm obsessed i think we only got to rent it yeah it's a fantastic movie i love that movie i love the dynamic um between raf and leo well and the armor I mean, so cool patrick stewart's in it sarah michelle geller see i really I loved the original cartoon series so much. I watched all of them. I waited for the weekly release. They had like four VHS tape cartoon specials released at Burger King. Yeah, I have all of them. Yeah. I have all of them. Yes, there were four. I got all of them too. Yes. And each one of them was a cool rad color. Yes. And, you know, I was just, I was there like pounding on the windows to like open the box. Give me my VHS. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live and out of their shell. That was my first concert. Still so jealous. Yes. Dream. I got a Leonardo sword. <sighs> I Katana. Was the happiest five-year-old in the world. So jealous. I built a Ninja Turtles van out of a refrigerator box. And honestly, yes. that Ninja Turtles van that I built and painted myself out of a refrigerator box rolled over in its grave when it saw a flaming garbage truck go across the screen. I mean, Michael Bay. Flaming garbage truck. Oh, we gotta be in the shadows. We can't let anybody know we're here. We can't watch a basketball game, but let's put flamethrowers on the side of a speeding garbage (laughs) truck. And nunchuck arms. Which Mikey broke. Like, the whole thing. But, can I put my age in reference to both of you fine whatever i've only seen one episode of the original cartoon and it was a rerun (sighs) at another kid's house when i was like six so i had the original trilogy on vhs too i had the original trilogy and i've got the original trilogy on dvd now i have it on dvd as well and i have coming out of our shelves on original VHS, and I have the cassette tape. I grew up watching the the original trilogy. Well, I was there in person on VHS, I know. and mm-hmm. then I did own the trilogy on DVD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what Ninja Turtles did you come into it on? She had to be the, the, the movie. The movie. Oh seven. No, 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 no. The original movie. Oh, just as a like rental or something you saw? No, it was at my grandparents' house in Wyoming. And so like every time we'd visit, I'd be like, I want to see the green dudes. Oh, okay. So they owned it? Yes. Okay. I didn't even get to own it as a kid. Like I loved that movie so much. Well, I mean, I'm just going to say like 
maybe I'm not into fandom or whatnot, but the fact that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was my first concert, I mean, like, it's a big I've deal. had a lifelong love of both music and kicking ass. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because at five, mm-hmm. those two things combined so perfectly. Yeah. Into the <laughs> Shell, yeah. Yeah. So basically when the reboot of the cartoons happened the first time i wanted to be happy about it and then they drew them stupid looking and i was like done out it's a a stylization for sure i know that the creators of ninja turtles had their hands in it I thought the stylization stylization was pretty wicked cool because it was kind of close to the comics, and I liked the yeah they were ugly looking dudes when it first started. Like, I mean, again, I mean it's all all opinion. I yeah, didn't, I didn't hate them. I thought they looked pretty rad, and I felt like I was five all over again getting up early to watch it. You know, at Saturday morning when you it know, was on. But I'd also been burned by being a big Star Wars fan and divorcing with fandom at that point. In particular, I, I, what you described doing with the Ninja Turtles movie, that's what I did with the prequels of oh. Star Wars. And then we all know what happened there. Well, you just saw what Michael Bay did. I, I still don't think Michael Bay ruined the Ninja Turtles no. as badly as well, the prequels there, ruined there Star Wars. There have been so many iterations of the Ninja Turtles. When you get into comics, that happens. Like... Your Batman is not your neighbor's Batman because there are so many different versions. And my Batman will always be Christian Bale. Thank you very much. Which is not my Batman, right? Like, but with Star Wars, that's mostly just the movies. Right. Right. So there's less to choose from. Right. There are so many things wrong with the movie. I mean, I think the one that was coming up the most was like, april o'neill running around in heels the entire time so annoying she is not depicted well in the movies at all she's supposed to be like a big sister or like a mother figure not a girlfriend like sex object although she sort of is i mean in the semi a mother figure in the first one like they mentioned it in in this one and amy hasn't seen the first so it blew her out of the water she had no idea what was going on but in the sequel April says, I named the turtles when Casey says they're pretentious or whatever. <sighs> so in the first movie, they did some retconning and the lab where the ooze was created and they were animal testing on the four baby turtles. She was like the scientist's daughter on Take Your Kid to Work Day. <laughs> So bad. Named them. Why would you create this backstory? Because Michael Bay's terrible. So when she meets the big ogre men, she's like, "I know you." (laughs) So dumb. You're kidding. No, I'm not. She's not kidding. We're not kidding. April O'Neil named the turtles when she was a little kid because that was the backstory of the first movie. So why do they even have Splinter? Like the only reason Splinter is in this second movie is so like splinter was there well he was there in the first movie i know no but like he adds nothing to the plot i know at all in the sequel they're just like yeah just throw some rat at it it'll stick the fans will be happy no and they gave him a fu man chew stash well and he's voiced by toby tony tony shalhoub 
monk. Yeah, I know who Tony Shalhoub is. I just think it's just like, what? You know who I liked voice-wise for Splinter? was the guy who voiced him in the 2004 movie. Right? That was 2004? 07. 2007. Yeah. I liked that voice actor for I Splinter. I liked a lot of the voice actors in 07. Now, it's what's really interesting is that there was recently a movie that came out that was a Batman Ninja Turtle crossover. It is wicked good. A lot of the original voice actors from both the Batman cartoon and the Ninja Turtle cartoon cameo on it. It's dark and it's gritty and it's amazing and I highly recommend. Do you have a copy? Yeah, I mean, you can get on Apple, on I'm, iTunes. I'm not. Anyway. I can have it and we can watch it. Okay, okay. Yeah. But they really, like, the sexism. Oh, it's oh, rampant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like, sexism is normal in movie making, but Michael Bay brings a special brand. Mm-hmm. I mean... The high heels, the the nonsense so that annoying. like he's been doing that to Megan Fox. Since All she was, I can like, figure is that like there's the scene where Megan Fox is dressed as like sexy nerd to seduce the professor guy, yep. and then she decides that he doesn't have what she needs information wise, so she decides to go after the courier kid that randomly picked up his tablet from his dinner table for reasons. And so she, like, chases after him and walks through a gift shop that was selling, like, sexy schoolgirl a la Britney Spears music yeah, she video. she went Britney Spears, like, in nanoseconds. You're imagining a gift shop that like, exists in real world. No, no, no. Like, that's just how th- gift shops should be if Michael Bay could have his way. But the thing was, is she, like changed her clothes she wrapped the skirt around her other skirt and put a jacket on over her shirt changed jackets and like tied and her shirt, tied up her shirt button up like britney spears style ripped her leggings off ripped I did, but you didn't see her no, rip no, no, her no, leggings no, no. off no, you you're do. only assuming that yeah. no you do because you see her throw it in the in the garbage no that was the second that was the, the first other jacket and the jacket. Yeah. But also the leggings she... were there and then they weren't. And she might have just sucked them up into her crotch somehow. Or, or they, Vacuum like, action. they were individual stockings, stockings that she had all the way up that she scooched down off camera. Like the mental gymnastics to make that outfit exist. And it was almost like it was supposed to be some sort of spy moment costume change. And it was just like gratuitous pinup girl that's that's what michael bay does so she especially with megan fox megan fox likes the ninja turtles megan fox has children megan fox was basically blacklisted in hollywood so she couldn't get roles except for with michael bay who was the one who engineered the blacklisting why was she black what so like, tell she, this they, story. They had a spat. He's he um like you could see the sexism, right? Yes. She's been in various movies of his since she was like fifteen. And the very first one, I forget what it was, but like this story, you know, she's told eventually was she's basically at this swimming pool scene. And she's too young to be serving 
alcohol on Saturday or whatever it is. And so his solution to her being too young to do certain things in the scene is go and stand under that waterfall and look sexy. And so he's always objectified her and influenced his sets to be very particularly nasty places. So the Transformers, it was the Transformers movies where the big public hubba blue came from because she was being interviewed about one of them and you know off the cuff told the interviewer like michael bay is sort of like hitler in that she felt terrorized by him and so the set and crew quote unquote of the movie wrote a letter basically dragging her character through the mud which michael bay supported and so that's why she is so associated with michael bay movies is because she started in them and can't get out basically that is so absolutely ridiculous yeah so you know she from from what i've seen of her and what i understand of her She's a smart lady. She's a nice lady. She would like to be in artistic projects. She was in Jennifer's Body, which I haven't seen, but, you know, I was aware of its perception when it came out, and now it's sort of becoming a cult classic. And she's supposed to be really, really good in that, and that is very much a a woman-centric story and movie is my understanding and she doesn't get to do a lot of stuff like that but she sure would like to that is just aggravating well i mean in the first movie she even makes like uh her character april o'neill makes a comment about how she wishes she could be more and not just boobs and a face a pretty face on camera jumping around like a bird yeah that's part of her character arc in the first movie is is she's she's a feel-good morning news personality and she wants to do real reporting and be respected in her profession oh my god well i mean but she's too pretty yep uh the audacity to write that into a script to make her act so when you talk about characters introduced characters are introduced in the sequel but there is more done as far as character arc in the first movie which is still a bad movie but i think is built on a stronger foundation yeah i I mean i don't feel like i need to go watch the first movie you do not no um i did appreciate the just sheer joy that Bebop and Rocksteady brought to criming. They were just <laughs> like they were just delighted with whatever came their way. They were just joyful characters. They're like, dude, we're turning into a rhinoceros and a what am I? I'm a pig. You're a war dog. Oh great. Like they were so happy. It was gross. <laughs> it was so stupid, but <laughs> But I mean it's kind of campy, like the cartoons were. Like, Bebop and Rocksteady are kind of over-the-top campy in the cartoons, so it kind of trends. They weren't that joyful in the cor- cartoons, though. They were lovable in their own way. Yes. No, these two idiots just, like, 
They made it super campy. I don't think people who have that much joy with whatever comes their way in life turn to crime. No. No, like those guys wanted to just be drinking beer somewhere. Yeah, but they were also happy whooping the crap out of people as mutants. They were just Honestly, happy I, wherever. My read they on, were glad to be included. My personal headcanon for that is like the ooze just melted their brains. Well, they didn't have very good brains before the ooze in this one. They should sure And even in the cartoons, they like, didn't really have brains, I'm to be honest. I'm saying they got worse, yeah. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But then the... I don't know. When you talk about maybe the turtles themselves as being a metaphor for prejudice, maybe racism or whatnot... The Asian stereotypes were pretty crappy mm-hmm. in this one. Like I said, giving Splinter a Fu Manchu mustache and goatee when it was like Splinter was not that. Why, why does Splinter need to be that? Is it not enough that he's a mutant rat in a ninja outfit, sort of? Like... My introduction to Splinter was the the first live action movie where it was very explicit like he was the pet of an Asian man. Well, it depends on the storyline you're going by because uh, in the cartoons, he was a human who ran a dojo and got excommunicated to America by Shredder by Shredder mm-hmm. and then became a mutant rat. And in, in the cartoon, the way the ooze worked was that your DNA got spliced together with the last animal that you touched. Yes. So the turtles had last touched a human because Splinter had been caring for them. And Splinter had been tending to the rats that he cared for in the sewer because when once he got exiled from his dojo in japan he decided he to move to a sewer in new york <laughs> he decided to be one of those new york men it's <laughs> 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 like hey my thing is sewer rats <laughs> <laughs> yes yes <laughs> took it very seriously yes. so he was transformed into a rat the turtles were transformed into half humans and that's how the ooze worked yeah, but there's so many, like like I was saying earlier with comics, there are so many different iterations. Like, the one that is near and dear to my heart is little kung fu rat who just had a couple extra brain cells and ran with them. <laughs> yeah. And then got oozed. Like, he was doing kung fu before the ooze happened. Oh, I know. Oh, Isn't it sweet? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> this movie sucks. And then what was the the Casey Jones and being the cop? Like, why? Did, did, this guy, did any of the fan people ever figure out why he was a cop? He's straight up like a sociopath in this because, like, he's he goes in and his way of getting information is to harass an average citizen, basically, and destroy their property. And, like, granted, the guy works with criminals, but also, like, sometimes that's what you have to do to go under the... Like, well, like, this like, is no, but that's that's the whole thing, and 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 it's the twenty four effect, is what it is, and it's the nine eleven post nine eleven. 
they the, a lot of media just started desensitizing people to what what enhanced interrogation methods like so so for a lot of people were accustomed to seeing a cop playing hardball meaning acting completely outside of the bounds of civil society and that's you know heroic because sometimes you just got to go that extra mile no. to get the information that you need. And that's a thing. That, that, like, yeah, well, yeah. It's I legit think it was, a thing. That, I think it's called the 24 effect. I think I know exactly. From that, the TV show that 24. Is a genre, that, that is a, a trope, right? But again, But I think that's what happened there. Probably. 100%. But, but my foundation, like my image of Casey Jones is, again, from that first live action movie where he was just a guy who was just beaten up people on the street who were muggers like he wasn't going to go into someone's house and shake them down right so he right. could find more muggers right but like the rest of casey jones character in this movie didn't come across as sociopath that he came across as, as sort of tall idiot yeah and he was flirting with april and being you know he wanted to be the hero and the good guy. I really think that thing where he went in there and went bonkers in some rando's bar is an example of glorifying this idea that you have to just sometimes really roughly shake people down if you're the good guy because that's what good guys do. Well, and you're the good guy if you have a badge, even if it's suspended sometimes. Yeah. Oh, I loved that scene where he told the chief of police, which I, where where he said like, "I'm gonna be a detective someday." Like, not if you talk to the chief of police that way, you moron. But also, like before that point in the conversation even happens, he's talking about uh, projectile guided sewer covers as projected by giant. Turtle man, it's like your first assumption should be psychotic break. Probably, yeah. Not oh, the police chief will love to hear this. Mm-hmm. Like But okay, the police chief though. <laughs> I couldn't help but think that Laura Linney, who played the police chief, was really acting below her. Oh my grade. The acting this one. was so bad. Like it should have been a direct DVD sequel. The acting quality. Well, Laura Linney's a spectacular actor. She's she's amazing. They weren't bringing it for this. Well, she's just I don't know. I like I don't know how she wound up in that movie. Like Laura I Linney plays the mom in Ozark and she does like an amazing job of that. Well, supposedly Michael Bay sets are a giant hoot. Like, that's why you can get Anthony Hopkins in the fourth or fifth Transformers. It's because they pay a lot of money and it's a real party. Huh. Yeah. Like, Michael Bay can open doors where other directors can't just because... If you're a big enough name, you'll have a really good time. Well, and I think a lot of the people that were involved in these movies were also kind of into the whole Ninja Turtle fandom. And they're like, oh, cool. I want to be a part of it. I mean, that's not an unknown thing. No. Like Daniel Craig was like a 
throwaway stormtrooper in one of the more recent Star Wars movies. Like people will gladly yeah, touch they want something they love, mm-hmm. even if it's not that good. Yes, agreed. I guess this might be why I would never make it as an actor myself. Is that I don't uh, like. But you can't control your face for one. I can't control my face. Like I can only be typecast. <laughs> Which, in my early days, sucker I, mom. I did have some amazing ty- typecast roles. No, um, my best typecast role was actually uh, a judge. Oh yeah, okay. in a surrealist world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you would be a judge in a surrealist world. <laughs> this makes sense. Yes. Typical. It, it was it was like the part was made for me. I just yelled at everybody and said, nonsense. Well, that's sort of what I'm picturing with the soccer mom thing, actually. Yeah. I don't think I could play a soccer mom because when people say soccer mom, they don't actually mean me, even though I'm real into soccer no, 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 and a mom no, 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 and no, no, my no. kid plays soccer. Like a soccer mom on steroids is what I'm picturing. Ah. Uh. Yeah. No. As in, you take the kid to soccer and then just sort of are there and it's too much. No. Oh. That's what I'm picturing. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. I'm I, like, if I were, if I had to cast I Amy think, in I a think movie. I what it is, is that I'm the only soccer mom that she knows. Yeah. So she's thinking, she's like putting soccer mom as a label into the framework it, it, of it, it me be, because I'm a mom that's would, real involved in soccer. It would be like the alpha boss lady, but if she was way too invested in her kids, is what I is how I would cast you in a movie. Mm. Like that's why I'm saying soccer mom is because like, see when you say soccer mom, I have like a, a very particular image, and Amy is not that. No, 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 she's not like the blonde. Why do they got to be blonde? I'm talking. They- just usually are yeah no it's not about that bleach blonde not a lot of the soccer moms that i've seen around have perfect curled brunette hair with honey highlights honey that that you've described something that probably i might also still describe as blonde Blonde yeah is a range yeah no i'm not saying like i would why do they all gotta be moms? Like seriously, how deep you want to go here? Why do they all gotta Let's be moms? Let's go deep. Do, all right. Yeah, yeah. Let's go deep. Why can't they be? We're gonna dive aunties? in. We're gonna dive in right now. Let's do it. <laughs> well, I was gonna say karate mom first. Yeah, but that yeah. that's not as much of an image for people. I mean, mm. there's hockey moms. There's basketball moms. Let's talk about the soccer moms. Well, she does soccer, and this is Casey and baseball moms. Whatever kind of mom. She would be the alpha, and it would be too much in the movie in my head. Oh, you see, I love, I love where you're thinking here because you're thinking that I would like pee on them all to mark my territory. (laughs) That was not what I was picturing. Actually, if I wanted to cast you as a dog, I would have said it. Okay. But this is this is not actually how momdom works. In fact, I am uh, typically not even welcomed into mom circle. That's why alone, you're the alpha. Let alone the alpha of the mom she's circle. She's not an alpha. She's a lone wolf. Yeah, but like in the movie I'm casting, you don't have my vision. 
Yeah, but Clearly. I couldn't act your character is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I she think, doesn't fit the character. I, think, I wouldn't do it. I think while your range is narrow, yeah. <laughs> you would have the range enough for this. I think you should make her the lone wolf and it would make more sense. Yeah. Actually, I it, mean, you're going to cast me as a soccer mom and I'm going to come in there with my man voice and be like, what up, Bob? <laughs> hey, guys. Maybe like, you're just not hey. right for film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have been told I have a face for a radio. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. An oldie buddy goodie. It is. An oldie buddy goodie. <laughs> God. An oldie buddy goodie. Are we that tired? Yes. Yeah. I wanted to go to bed before we started recording. Slap happy. <sighs> yeah. Um, no, I I could have gone without watching this movie. Oh, man. Honestly. Honestly. So, April, are you familiar with our Ubrick ratings? No, I'm on sorry. a scale of whatever you make of it, and it's totally arbitrary. It's like kind of the it's an noise you make when you think about this movie. It is an audible subjective rating. That's not typically using words. No, I mean when I watched them first in theaters, both the first and the second the sequel. I mean, I made the same sound pretty continuously throughout the movie. What was it? <sighs> Why? Okay. Yeah. Amanda? We can't hear your snarls. She's got a look on her face like she's going to sneeze. A wad of snot It's almost all over. like that the nothing coming out is the thing. <sighs> there it was. There it was. If there, if if a grimace could have a sound, <laughs> was that your rating? No. Okay. <laughs> Hit us. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, mm. that's so soccer mom of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's exactly what I expected—a steaming pile of crap. <laughs> Which Bebop and Rocksteady would have probably made a little snowman out of. Saying it wasn't terrible, but there were bright moments in the movie that I actually really enjoyed. There are moments between the brothers where the dynamic was rotten, completely was, rotten. No, I don't agree with that. The dynamic was garbage. Like the, they, the dynamic it, is not. They were not typical at the dynamic. Like they're. I'm not saying they weren't, but I'm saying that you know, as a writer where I've literally written hundreds of pages of the Ninja Turtles and their personalities, who, and I've known people who've written their dissertations on the Ninja Turtles. Yes, it was campy, and yes, it was over the top, but yes, there were still really intense moments there between Raph and Leo that have always been there in the comics, in the cartoons. But there's no foundation but, but for it. Leonardo But there is a foundation for it. If, if, if you know the past media, but not in the movie as contained okay. in the four corners All of right. the screen. All right, and if... I- even with the past media um everything that i had seen of the ninja trolls yes leonardo and Raphael would fight they would disagree they would have conflict but it was never rafa it was never leonardo saying we're not a team the the arbitrary like that's not but that's not accurate and that and i i think that's what's lost is that that is a thing that has always been contentious between leo and raf because they've always butted heads in that and the comics and the 07 movie they had a huge falling out heads but they didn't it wasn't raf almost killed leo in the 
fucking 07 movie. Yes. Okay. But also, it wasn't a split down the middle of like, Raph, you get Mikey because no one wants him. That's, no, that's not how and, that is at all. Me and Donnie are going to go save the day. That's not how that is day. at all. Because, that's what this movie tried to do. But that's not the only time it's been that way. It's been that way in stories that I've written. It's been that way in the cartoons. It's been that way in the We're comics. We're talking about the movie. We're not rating. I know, You're but writing. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's not untypical between having them split the way that they split. That's like that's it, not uncommon. It's just the the writing was so piss poor in this. Like they made an attempt at what you're talking about. Yes. And it was not successful. Okay. I'm not saying it was successful, but I'm just saying there were moments that I did enjoy where it made sense to me. And I was like, yeah. if they could have gone more with that and not as campy or over the top, it could have been a, a decent movie. Yeah. If the See, writing had been good, this would have been a good movie. My favorite Ninja Turtle was always Leonardo. And Leonardo was like his personality trait was leadership like that's where he fit into the group and Raphael, i liked Raphael, i did and because i liked his spirit of not really following orders and whatnot but it was always leonardo that needed to manage that and leonardo completely abdicated that responsibility throughout most of this movie Mm -hmm. And did not act in character whatsoever for Leonardo. Agree to disagree. I mean, if you're writing an alternate universe, like, It's yeah. not even that. It's in the comics. It's in the other movies. It's just not as prominent as what they did here. They made it over the top. Yes, absolutely. But it's not so out of character. When I, this is something I've discussed with other fans that, yes, it was over the top. And, yes, it was, like, made more pronounced than it should have been. What's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Uh, it's a toss-up between Raph and Leo, but what is it? You you loved you loved Raph in this one. I mean, I, I've been in love with Leonardo since I was five. Yeah, but you thought Raph was real hot. I here. mean, I think Raph definitely of the four with the uh, the CGI. Well, he was is the hot. beefiest. Yeah, he also had and he was scarring. the bad boy. Yeah, but you know, I I don't I did not like that treatment of Leonardo. No, because. You know, his skill was supposed to be the ability to manage well, and all the personalities his, that on that his... team. And yes, he had weak moments in that, mm-hmm. but never just straight up. What's the point of his character? Like, well, this like one. He, it, it's an internalized like part of the honor system. Like, I need to keep us together and functional and working. And this was just like, screw you, dude. Well, I think it's also a teenage, uh, they're supposed to be teenagers, and teenagers go through these these ups and downs of intensity of how they feel, and like they can't get along. And again, I think it was just overdone. Yeah, well, they overdone to the point of they did not demonstrate Leonardo having leadership qualities at all in this movie. When that is the personality trait that is assigned to him. Yeah, but I mean, in even, the series. But if you watch the coaching between he and, and Splinter, Splinter is trying to teach him how to do that and develop it. They had it. one moment with Splinter uh, on that in this movie that I saw. I guess being, being like a, just a, an intense fan, I, I see where they were going with it and I understand. I just think that they, the movie, they didn't develop it enough. The movie in your head is better than the one that was on the screen just now. That, and that makes sense because what I hear you keep saying is like, yes, if they had done that, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I'm nodding. Yes. This this movie would have been good 
if the writing was good. Yeah, I'm but not because saying, the writing wasn't good, it's not good. I'm not saying they needed to write Leonardo as a perfect leader. No, because he never was. It's just agreed. The, correct. But that was still the skill that he brought to the table, and he didn't even bring it to the table. In well, this it was movie. a core motivation, right? Right. I'm just sitting here looking at both of them. <laughs> All right. We do need to remind everybody that we are professionals. Don't watch this. I'm not one a at professional. Home. April's not a professional. Don't watch these. At Don't home. watch these movies at home. <laughs>